honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the sportstuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awaj, and Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Double Twist is, is for Android mostly, and of course, oh yeah, Android, and of course iTunes is Apple, and Stitcher is kind of both, and Windows I'm sure as well. So thank you for joining Timberwolves Explosion and me, your host, Paladino Joey. Great to be back. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a minute. Well, it's been about six weeks from the last episode, so I do apologize for that. Also, I probably need to apologize to those of you out there that uh, might not might not have liked that I kind of went on and on and about the NBA Finals and the uh, postseason, per se, in the second segment of State of the Timberwolves 2016. I was advised by... Hank McCoy of the Courtside Podcast and a few others that uh, it's mostly, they're supposed to pretty much be all Timberwolves on a show like that. It's, I mean, in the past though, we've had success talking on the talking about the finals in the past. Okay, now that I've said that twice, uh, me and the forecaster and such, we had some of our greatest shows that way, it seemed like. So I thought it would be okay. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's a mixed opinion kind of thing. I look at I like to kind of wrap things up and then throw in the finals, but maybe next time around I should have a little brief uh, show wrapping up the playoffs, maybe some Wolves news, and then State of the Timberwolves. So, I don't know. I guess we got a year or so or 11 months or so to uh, kind of think that over, eh? So here we are to talk Timberwolves explosion and kind of get you caught up with the postseason, free agency 2016 and all that. Uh, it's going to be a mixed bag. We'll start off with the Timberwolves, of course, first, and then we'll talk about some of the... Uh, <clears throat> Some of the other signings out there that are loved and hated. But just had to get that off my chest right there. Hank McCoy getting a little ticked off at me lately. So <laughs> just a little bit. That's a side note. We'll leave that alone. Um, yeah, well, let's just leave that alone. Uh, Vince, not too. <laughs> yeah, I better leave that alone. But yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to the Courtside Podcast. They are Timberwolves Explosion approved. And, the, and of course, the Courtside was kind enough to approve uh, Timberwolves Explosion as well. So. God bless uh, the Courtside Podcast. Do check that out on iTunes. Maybe a little early for a shout-out, but just so happened that way because of, yeah. All right, so Free Agency 2016. Let's get on with it. Well, the Wolves tried to get Lou Deng and he signed with the Lakers. And the Wolves tried to get, uh, though we, we would have liked to have gotten uh, Jamal Crawford and such, but then he just returned to the Clippers. That would have been kind of cool. But apparently just back to the Clippers he goes, um... And then there was the, I, I mean, the, the signing was over $70 million. That's where the frustration comes in. It's like, you really want to sign him for four years, $70 million like that? It's just too expensive, too much. Joe Kim Noah got a fortune from the, from the New York Knicks. He's actually going home. He's actually from New York, if you, if, if you, if you didn't know that already. So kind of crazy. Guys just bouncing around all over the place. And, of course, I'm also, I'm also personally, because I'm so selfish to mention this, that I'm going to try not to cough to, off and on here. I apologize for that. Um, so, just letting you know about that. <laughs> That's, you, the listener, probably wouldn't want to hear me coughing. So, one of those deals. Uh, DeMar DeRozan signs a mo- monster contract with Toronto, as I expected. More than I expected, because, yeah, we got to remember the free agency is just utterly ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. 
borderline immoral in my opinion, but okay, maybe I'll leave that alone. It's just because the contract's so damn big, and then the NBA, well, there's only 12 to 15 players on a roster, so the money gets split up a little differently than it would say in the National Football League, where they make a huge amount of salary, but there's 53 guys on the roster. So it's one of those deals, and you even have practice squad players to pay as well uh, in minor salaries. See, there I go already with a dumb button trying not to cough to death. And I don't really have a major cough. It's just it's just kind of hanging on just a little bit. And when I talk extensively, like in this situation, it kind of tends to flare up a little bit more than it needs to. Tim Duncan has retired. Good job. I mean, he needed, he needed to retire. He was at the end. Um, I think Garnett's kind of in the same standing as well, but a lot of people around here want Garnett to hang around, that type of thing. So, uh, but... Tim Duncan, I should just mention that quickly. I'm kind of getting off track here, and I apologize. I was mostly trying to talk about guys the Wolves were going to try to sign. Uh, Joe Kim Noah was one of them as well. He's obviously going to the Knicks, like I mentioned. Uh, the Wolves do end up signing somebody, and that was Cole Aldrich. So, all right, uh, three years, $22 million. Not that long ago, you had to look to $22 million for Cole Aldrich. Are you freaking stupid? Are you imbeciles? That's that's more than Darko Milicic. Are you kidding me? It's a front-end contract, too, by the way. $7.6 million, $7.3 million, and $6.9 million with, of course, change afterwards for Mr. Cole Aldrich. They just had to get that warning in the final year, the $6,956,021. Mm-hmm. Cha-ching. Yeah, they had to get that 21 bucks in. You know, he might want to make a quick stop at Perkins sometime, you know. He wants to be able to give a fairly generous tip, say, if he's by himself, that that type of thing. So you, you just got to get the 21 bucks in there. I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with evening things out with the taxes and such because I think NBA players have to worry about taxes. Yeah, just a little bit. Boy, they would have had to worry even more if <clears throat> I'll leave that alone. I'm not even going there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Pekovic still has two years remaining on his contract. We'll see what happens if they buy him out or he retires or what the hell is going to happen. I don't know. We're, we're just leaving that alone for the time being. I'm looking at the salaries right now. It's just kind of funny. Of all people, Ricky Rubio is the highest paid player on the roster. Kind of funny, but, well, okay. I mean, he's the most established player on the roster other than, well, Garnett. But Garnett's 40, 40 years old, you know, so... He's 40 years old. I mean, hello, 40-year-olds don't usually make $21 million a year. Even in this, uh, even with this new salary, Paul Gasol was the other name the Wolves are really hoping to get. I mean, we're really hoping. Okay, it looks like it's going to happen because you know they they're really throwing the moon at this guy. They're not messing around. Paul Gasol's coming to Minnesota. Da dun da dun 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 dun. Paul Gasol signs with Spurs. Well, doggone it. Well, you know what? It's just yeah. Um, you know the whole Ricky Rubio, Paul Gasol. I guess it's just going to be Spain. Yeah, here's your Olympic update. Uh, uh, Paul Gasol and uh, Ricky Rubio are, are on Spain. Yeah, and they're actually doing pretty well. Rubio uh, <laughs> started <laughs> Rubio started out pretty poorly, and he's doing better. And then you're seeing uh, him making a nice dunk in the uh, in the Olympics. He had a nice dunk, and he looked really good tonight playing against Lithuania. Just dominant, and good thing they got them the hell out of there in the fourth quarter. They're up by like 35 points, so... Maybe you might want to have Rubio and Gasol on the bench in that situation. I don't know. I I don't know if you're cheating the fans or anything. No, yeah, yeah, right. They're up by 40 points. Please just sit them down. But good job, Spain. Good on you. Uh, USA, uh, well, Carmelo Anthony's playing well, I, I, I guess. He doesn't seem to want to play well in the regular season, even though he's at home in New York. God only knows of that one. I mean, really, I, I just, I don't know. But uh, congratulations to the Spurs getting Paul Gasol. 
that's a pretty damn good replacement for Tim Duncan in the roster. He's still got uh, Lamar Gasol, Dutch Spurs, still championship contenders. Don't blame Paul Gasol. A lot of people were saying this is probably, this is just one of those things where the Wolves really, they're not officially contenders yet. So even though the Wolves could offer more and they have a very sparkling future, doesn't mean they're competing for a championship right now. And Paul Gasol is a little greedy for, for, for rings like a lot of other people. Yeah, so that's just kind of how that goes, unfortunately. But yeah, the Wolves did sign Cole Aldrich. That's the, 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 the actual, the Paul Gasol thing happened first. But yeah, we get Paul Gasol, uh, uh, Cole Aldrich, and you get kind of the lame responses on Facebook and such. Where people are like, oh, you know, and it's like, well, he's not that bad of a signing. I mean, I don't love him or anything, but they need a backup big man. Here's the thing. For those of you out there that might be ticked off at the Wolves offseason, you, you hear these names that are going to be mentioned and that have been mentioned in that and such, and you're just like, huh, really, just bottom feeders in a summer when the salary cap is like going to the moon? We're just signing all these bottom feeders? I mean, that's it? Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, do you really, if you really like Zach Levine so much and, and other players like Wiggins and Towns, do you really, <laughs> do you really want to spend our team into a salary cap problem when it's time to sign them for long-term deals? Do you really want minutes being taken away from, like, a Zach Levine, potentially, if you sign, like, one of those big shooting guards out there? Do you really think that's smart? Or do you think this team is in position to compete? Like, at the you know, our, our top players are already pretty much on the roster. You're just kind of trying to get uh, roster fillers, guys to help out. Now, I'm not saying they're just there to sit in, like, the 12th, 13th, and 14th, 15th, like, type of deal, like, inactive players, or, like, he's going to play, like, five seconds a game, that type of thing. But Cole Aldrich is a guy who can fill in minutes in the in the second, third quarter, that type of thing, early fourth quarter, you know, and he can block some shots. Nice defensive player. He's got the ugliest shooting form I've ever seen, but then again, <laughs> he's not the only player with the ugly shooting form. You also bring in, of course, Brandon Rush, who... Uh, keep getting mixed up with Kareem Rush, but Brandon Rush, who was really looked on it positively coming into the NBA. And then it's just like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's it, huh? Yeah, I mean, he has not had the greatest career. He, he really hasn't to this point, unfortunately. This will backtrack real quickly here to Cole Aldrich's numbers, too. I'm going to get back to Brandon, uh, Brandon Rush. I'm just praying to God I don't say the wrong names. Now, of course, he was drafted as a pretty high lottery pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder, but never really has been like a starter or anything. I, I don't really know why they took him that high, to be honest. I mean, you look at his rookie year. Hmm, only 18 only eighteen games, one, one, one point a game, such. Uh, the next year, only six minutes a game. Never really put up big numbers throughout his career. He's only averaging uh, 3.6 points a game over his career, so obviously not a whole lot of minutes. He's ever, I mean, he's, he's, he's blocked about a shot a game throughout his career in the limited in the limited time. Uh, free throw percentage has kind of bounced all over the place, but then again, so of his minutes, that type of thing. He's averaging about 11 minutes a game, 3.6 points a game throughout his career. Again, a lottery pick that hasn't really majorly panned out, but when he does play, he, he he's effective out there. He's useful, and he's obviously the kind of guy who's not going to affect anybody like a Gorgi Zhang or a Carl Anthony Towns for their minutes. It's not going to be like a huge problem, but he can still be a factor. Uh, <laughs> Bismarck Biombo. Bismarck Biombo was a guy a lot of us would have liked from Toronto. Ends up signing with the Orlando Magic. So, really good signing for the Magic there. That team has three big men right now that are pretty good. I mean, <laughs> you got you got Vuvicic, and then of course uh, the trade 
in which they got Serge Ibaka, right? Serge Ibaka, and then of course <laughs> Bismarck Biombo. Wow, uh, they're really focusing on the big man down there in Orlando. Now they're just kind of shorting the guards in the guard category, which is kind of funny with how things turn out there. Uh, it's interesting that there are free agents still available if the Wolves do want to sign a veteran point guard if they really need to. you got Cole Aldrich and Mario Chalmers, both free agents still here in the middle of August. Kind of strange. Very strange, ultimately, when you think about that. And I say ultimately way too much. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just realized I really have a habit with that, don't I? Um, but then I'd mentioned Brandon Rush. Uh, you, you know, his shooting percentage is, is decent and all, but again, just like just like uh, Cole Aldrich, just just has hasn't not has not really had a whole lot of minutes, not a whole lot of major reason to get major minutes, but more than Cole Aldrich at least. Uh, he's he's had his moments. He started off with the Indiana Pacers. It's been a while already. The 08 draft. It's been that long already. Uh, his three point percentage throughout his career over forty percent, believe it or not. But his movement without the ball. Not really justifying him as a starter. He has ever 22 minutes a game, but it's the last four years or so that this young guy, young guy, semi-young guy, has dropped off the map, unfortunately. He started out his career pretty decent, averaging about 27, 28 minutes a game, about nine points, nine and a half points. And, well, I mean, his field goal percentage really high in the in the mid-40s. Three-point percentage in the 40s, in the low 40s. But, my goodness, his first year with the Warriors, he averaged 26 uh, minutes, nine, almost 10 points a game, 45% from three-point range. Outstanding. And then, I don't know, something changed. And, of course, injury bug did bite him as well. He got hurt uh, in the 2012-13 season. Only two games that whole season. And that's really slowed him down a bit, unfortunately, in uh, Brandon Rush's case. Averaging since since then about, gosh, about as much as Cole Aldrich, maybe 11, 12 minutes a game and about four points, unfortunately. And he's been with the Warriors the past two years, as I mentioned. He was kind of on and off of the Warriors, tra- traded to Utah, back to the Warriors, uh, or, or signed with the Utah, I'm sorry, and then back to the Warriors the last couple of years. Got a ring last year, played only 33 games. You didn't even notice him, uh, not last year, but the year before, pardon me, when the Warriors did win the championship. And then this previous year now, because obviously we're already starting into a new year already, if you can believe that, uh, at, at age at age 30 already. Wow, Brandon Rush, um, only 14 minutes a game, but he did play in 72 games. Barely didn't he, I, I barely noticed him out there, if you can believe it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he started 25 games. I mean, I barely even remember that. About 14 minutes, 14 and a half minutes a game, four points. Did He, he did make 41% from the three-point range. But on a team like that, I mean, I, I mean, I guess everybody's open all the time because of, you know, certain other guys on the roster, like the, yeah, the Splash Brothers, that type of thing. And you know what? Everybody makes three-pointers on the Warriors, including Maurice Spates. I mean, I never even thought about that, but he didn't really make the last one he took, did he? <gasps> did I say that? Wasn't that just mean? Wasn't that just harsh? But Brandon Rush, okay, a little firepower off the bench. Maybe he can be a factor for us, and... I'm not against it. I mean, not really. You know, it, it's not it's not killing me at all. It's only a one-year deal, too. Pretty short, uh, obviously. $3.5 million a year, of course. And, and in this new salary cap, as you know, it's basically like a veteran's minimum. You know, like, you remember the old... Uh, not veteran's minimum, but like... Uh, do you remember the old mid-level exception where it was like $1.5 million a year or something? Really, really low? That's about what this is, even though it's not what it is. I don't even know if they're going to have a mid-level exception anymore. Like, what, what's it going to be? It's going to fluctuate all over the place. Gurgi Zhang is basically making a low exception, $2.3 million. 
wow, that's pretty low. And he's, they better, you're going to be talking contract with Gargis Zhang very soon. Shabazz Muhammad's still on the roster as well, both coming out of that 2013 draft. Contract conversation going to be coming up pretty damn soon here, probably as soon as this, this fall, I got to think, because next year they're going to have to, t- it'll be a tendered one-year deal in that case, should the Wolves elect to keep those young men around. Would be wise to do that. Uh, Adrian Payne, hmm. man, oh man, oh man. He's not getting paid that much or anything, but uh, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know how much longer you're going to want him on the roster. It's a team option, though, the following year. I could see a decline happening. The $3.1 million, I could see the Wolves declining that pretty much, unless he has a very surprising season. Um, and then the final guy, Jordan Hill. Two years at $8 million, or shall we say $8.1 million, because his first year is $4 million even. Second year, $4.18 for Jordan Hill, a guy that I've kind of wanted the Wolves to sign the past couple of times he was a free agent. Well, he's finally here, uh, you know, and I'm very happy to have him. He's definitely the biggest name and most and the most likely player out of this group to be a factor on the roster. He's he's been a player over the years. Obviously, he hasn't been <laughs> he hasn't been uh, in any type of a big star. Not necessarily worthy of the lottery pick in his career, you know, the lottery pick position that he was taken by the New York Knicks in a very familiar draft that I'd like to forget. Um, uh, the Knicks may or may not want to forget that draft either, but at least he's a factor, unlike the guy taking taken sixth overall in that draft. We'll leave that alone. Jordan Hill was taken seventh by the New York Knicks. And, well, here he is now. <laughs> here he is now, once and for all. Averaged, uh, averaged almost nine points a game, six rebounds, Six rebounds and change last season, ultimately for those Pacers. As we try to bounce around with this, he's, you know, he's a capable player, energy guy, can rebound, block some shots, and he definitely will get minutes. Nothing spectacular. He's averaged 19 minutes a game throughout his career. His best stint was with the Los Angeles Lakers. Vince Germano definitely endorsing Jordan Hill for the Timberwolves. And you know what? I endorsed him, too. He averaged 12 points a game two seasons ago with the Lakers. Uh, just... Uh, very strong performance for him, about eight rebounds, not bad in about 27 minutes a game. My goodness, I'm trying I'm trying not to die here from the coffin. My throat really dries up when I'm in these situations, so I do apologize for that. Hope my voice isn't too messed up. Um, and there is a fan in the background to try to keep me cool. It's, it's hot, and it's always hot. And it drives me crazy. Um, but I, I like the Jordan Hill signing. I'm I'm pleased with it. Not that expensive. I mean, the Wolves are really going bargain basin with these contracts. And that's one of the reasons they didn't get Luol Deng. That's one of the reasons, well, of course you're not going to get uh, Joe Kim Noah. And I would not have signed Joe Kim Noah for like $100 million. I mean, you know, like $100 million, $120 million. I mean, really? Joe Kim Noah? You don't even know how much, you don't even know how much longer he's going to play or how many games he's going to play. He's not quite Pekovic level yet, but he's working on it. I mean, I, I don't know if I really want to... Uh, Joe Kim Noah on this roster. I'll take Jordan Hill. I mean, at least he stays healthy for the most part. Uh, he, he had some mixed uh, results, but that's because he was traded from the Rockets to the Lakers, though, a la Robert Ory, that type of deal. <laughs> well, no, no, Phoenix to the Lakers. Damn it, he got traded from the Rockets to Phoenix, but yeah, you get the idea. Uh, I already messed that one up, but uh, strong performance for Jordan Hill, particularly with the Lakers, and that's why Vince Germano does support him. Indiana, kind of all over the place. You don't even know what the Pacers are doing sometimes. They've had an interesting offseason as well. I wouldn't say it's the worst one. I mean, Al Jefferson taking Jordan Hill's spot there in Indiana. I mean, that's not a bad signing at all. 
But uh, I, I'm yeah, I'm pleased with the Jordan Hill signing. He'll be able to back up uh, Carl at center. He'll be able to back up Corby, get power forward, and he sure, sure as hell will be a strong villain should either one of them miss a game or two, and you hope they don't miss too many, but a very, 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 very capable fill-in. With Cole Aldrich and Jordan Hill on the roster, I mean, I do think this is Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden preparing for the possibility and likelihood that Kevin Garnett will not play for the Timberwolves this next season. Now, he does want to play in the NBA next year for his 22nd season. Are the Wolves interested in buying him out with $8 million? Uh, I guess. I mean, it seems like they've had a conversation behind the scenes, but nobody really knows what's happening. Thibodeau is really good at staying very, at laying very, very low. Uh, you didn't really hear about Jordan Hill until later on, right, right before we signed him, maybe a week or so, a couple days before, and I was very, very pleased with that uh, addition. Though, obviously, like I keep saying, I'm repeating myself a little too much here with that one, but um, indications are that Garnett probably, that's just my guess, probably will not play for the Timberwolves next year. And if he does, obviously he's just here to be a mentor. And nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's worth every penny at the end of the day uh, if he can be a good mentor for this team and Andrew Wiggins loves him to death. That's really good to, to see, considering I I was getting, like, mixed feelings. Uh, kind of a mixed, you know, a mixed sweet and sour kind of feeling out of uh, bittersweet feeling out of Andrew Wiggins and Kevin Garnett last year. Wiggins is tough to read, isn't he? Uh, he he's kind of got this look in his eye. You don't know if he's listening or if he's not listening. Where Towns, you know he's listening, and he's a little bit easier to read in that such. So, in that sense, pardon me. So, that's where we're standing with that. Uh, Garnett, well, if he comes back, he comes back. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I mean, the mentor side of things, I love to death, and we're, we're greatly appreciated for this team. But, uh, playing, obviously... Yeah, he can put in a big play here and there, but other than that, I mean, other than that, he's on life support. And I've said it many times, and I'm probably offending everybody in the whole city because that's just how people are. Everybody's got to get all pissed off because I, because I said something not so overly kind or supportive of the player everybody in this town loves, despite the fact he's 40 years old now. And, you know, uh, and the way he left the first time... Uh, I don't know, or at least the way he acted after he left wasn't the prettiest thing that you ever saw. So I'll jump into some other notable signings in free agency, and there's another one. I better get, obviously, we have a big, I have a big opinion on that. I'll get back to that at some point. Joe Johnson was gone from Miami to Utah. Ooh, that's a big one, right? No. Wesley Johnson staying with the Clippers. James, okay, I'm bouncing to kind of some crazy places. Al Jefferson, as I mentioned, former Timberwolves, 31 years old already, going from the Charlotte Hornets to the Indiana Pacers. So kind of cool signing for them. LeBron has agreed to a multi-year contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers, making about $31 million a year. They haven't even mentioned how many years, though, yet, which is kind of... I, I don't know. I mean, not a whole lot is coming out. Jared Jack, remember? It seemed like everywhere he goes, he's, he's, a, he's a factor. He goes to the Atlanta Hawks. Not bad. Uh, Chris Humphreys was another guy that the Wolves were possibly looking at for quite a while there. He is staying with the... Uh, Atlanta Hawks, so he's going there. Dwight Howard is going is going from Houston to the Atlanta Hawks. So there you go. Woohoo. Woohoo. Uh, that's his hometown. Will he finally live up to something? Probably not. Uh, Al Horford, though. Yeah, he left an opening Atlanta in Atlanta. I thought he was going to re-sign with Atlanta or go to the Miami Heat. He ends up with the Boston Celtics. Cool. Very cool, considering how that team has risen the past couple of years. 
And you figure, you know, there's some missing spots there, and center was definitely one of them. I mean, Tyler Zeller, God bless you. He filled that role pretty well, but he can definitely play backup minutes. I mean, yeah, and Al Horford does miss time on occasion. Huge signing for the Boston Celtics. If he can stay healthy, that is freaking awesome for the Boston Celtics, and they are my second favorite team, regardless if Kevin Garnett's on that roster or not. Uh, Great signing for the Boston Celtics. So, should I talk about the man of the hour? Not yet. Gerald Green's going back to Boston, too. Gerald Green's going back to Boston. The Spurs have re-signed Manu Ginobili for another year. (laughs) Woo-hoo. They're bringing him back again. Randy Foy's another name that was floating around for the longest time. The Wolves may sign him to kind of help, you know, balance out, or, you know, to help to be yet another veteran uh, guard on the roster at point guard, shooting guard, whatever the hell Randy Foy is. I still don't know what he is, and he's 32 now. Still don't know what he is, but he can shoot the three-point shot. He's going to the Nets. Uh, congratulations, Rusty, of the uh, <laughs> the crossover podcast. Oh, man. In that sense. I like Randy Foy to a point with that nice three-point shot, but I, I don't know. I mean, eh, I, okay, I, I guess he can help out in New, New Jersey. And I guess he is from there, so maybe I should shut my big frickin' mouth there, huh? He is a New Jersey guy. Carl, don't even think about it. We all know where Carl's from. Don't you even think about it, brother. <laughs> and we all know who Carl is, too. He's not Carl Malone, either. Uh, he, he might end up being better. <gasps> Wayne Rain Ellington, former Timberwolf. He's going to the heat. Woo, he's going to heat up with the heat, man. Yep. Okay. Okay, I've... I've held this out long enough and you're probably getting tired of waiting. Yeah, Matthew Deladova is going to the box. Congratulations to him. Uh, he's leaving the Cavaliers. Ugh, okay. Okay, I'll get to it now. I'll get to it now. Kevin Durant, yeah, as you all know, is has signed with the Golden State Warriors. And yeah, I know it's not news. I know. But, well... Maybe, maybe hopefully, if you do like this show and you've been listening to it a while, for a while, you'd like to hear me talk about it a little bit, like to hear my opinion about it. Kevin, you suck. Yeah, there I said it. <laughs> you suck, man. Uh, go Yankees. You know, this is a New York Yankees kind of move. And the New York Yankees did not win World Series when they got greedy like this. No, they didn't. They had the glitziest roster in the world, the most expensive roster. You know, you know when the New York Yankees won World Series? It's when they drafted Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, you know, Mariano Rivera, guys like that. Not when they signed Jason Giambi. I mean, okay, they got one out of Roger Clemens. That's great, but they got one out of Roger Clemens. So, rock and roll. Or was it two? I don't know. Okay, I guess it was. (laughs) But eventually they got punch drunk with the over-signing. I'm surprised they even got two out of Roger Clemens. It's crazy to imagine. But he was there for a little while, and he was an older guy at the time. But eventually they just got stupid and they kept bringing in all these huge names and it didn't accomplish a whole lot. They started stealing like the best player from every team. Um, some players were good draft picks. Some players were just old. Uh, A-Rod, yeah, that was the other huge one. Okay, they got one out of him, but that was when they finally started to kind of go back to like developing players rather than just try to go for the home run. Alfonso Soriano, that was another one. Uh, stuff like that. So... I mean, it, 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 it just gets crazy after a while when you see the, these players uh, all signed with the same team. Now, the Warriors developed a team of their own with the Splash Brothers. The, the, okay, we won't even talk about that. But, 
we don't talk about who passed on who because it's so old and it's so repetitive and you could just oh let's make a shirt about it no let's not make a shirt about it let's let's just look at the shirt that says Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins let's 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 look at that shirt instead because you know the hell with Steph Curry coming to the Wolves and all that stuff let's just enjoy who we have now because it's looking good um, but the Smash Brothers, oh, Smash Brothers, Splash Brothers, they build this great team and everything. But then you get greedy making moves like this. You know, okay. I know, if you were a general manager, you'd be an idiot to turn down the hottest free agent, regardless of how good your team is. But is this not a sign of weakness like you've ever seen? You have LeBron James leave the Cleveland Cavaliers after the Cavs lost to the Celtics. In a six-game series in 2010, lost to the Celtics, just had this weird stare in his eye like, my God, I just can't get there. It's not happening. Here's the thing. That Cavaliers team had player after player after player on the roster, which Kevin or LeBron James did invite to the roster, did invite to that team. Yes, so he's partially at fault of that, just like Garnett partially at fault with a lot of the stupid signings the Wolves made. Uh, at the end of his, well, you know, in the last five years of his run in Minnesota or so, lots of stupid contracts like uh, Trenton Hassel and such. Uh, but then you have similar situations in Cleveland, all these stupid signings to long-term deals, and they're not that good, damn it. I mean, and then they're never going to get further. So he got frustrated, moved on to Miami. We know how the story went with there, blah, 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 and then comes back to Cleveland and then finally overcame what he couldn't do in the past. Good on him in that sense. Kevin Durant had his team take the Warriors to the brink. The brink, you know, they almost had him beat. They were beating them in game, they, they were playing well in game five, couldn't overcome, they were bleeding the Warriors three games to one, by the way. Uh, it looked so good, though, so strong against them, leading them three games to one, couldn't get it done in game five. Okay, finished the job in game six, and they blew it. And then Game 7, it was they were doing strong for a while and they still didn't win. So then, clearly your team still has a chance. The Warriors are beatable. Your team, ha- your team has finally emerged. You know, now you have the right coach. There, there's a chance here. And, oh, now you got Victor Oladipo. <laughs> and a nice draft pick in the Young Sabonis coming to your roster. They did lose Serge Ibaka, which was one of Durant's friends in that trade. That was part of that was the main part of the trade going to the Orlando Magic. But I mean, this is a pretty strong team. You got you got Adams down low. You got Victor Oladipo at shooting guard. Russell Westbrook at point guard. Kevin Durant at small forward. That's a pretty damn good team, man. That's a bonus at power forward. You know who knows what's going to happen here. Maybe you're going to overcome the Warriors. Maybe this is it. Instead, the son of a bitch, pardon my French, drops everything and goes to the very team that knocked him out. I, really? Really? And you people rip, and pardon me for saying you people, but guys out there and gals, rip LeBron James for, oh, he's such a pussy. He left the, he left the, the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to Miami. Well, Miami gutted their entire freaking roster in the first place to even get LeBron James and, you know, keep Dwayne Wade and get Chris Bosh. They had to gut their whole roster to do it. This is, you know, so there wasn't a whole lot there right out of the gate, but then it eventually worked out and went the way it did and all that. I mean, you knew which way it was going once LeBron got there, yes. But um, did, did LeBron James give up and go to the Celtics 
Did LeBron James give up and go to the Lakers or the Spurs? Did he just flat give up and go to a team that had bullied him? You know, I mean, he, he didn't get bullied by the Lakers, but that would have been the uber super team. A lot of people thought he might go there. Um, did he give up and go to the Spurs, the team that beat him twice in the playoffs? You know, or in the finals, I mean, so to speak? No. No, he didn't. Did Magic Johnson give up and go to the Celtics? Did Bird give up and go to the Lakers? No. The very bleeping team that stood in their way? Did Kevin Garnett give up and go to the, the Spurs? Did, did, did Kevin Garnett do that? It's the equivalent of that. It, it really is. Uh, Michael Jordan. Did he, did he go to the Knicks? Or no, did he sign with the Pistons when the Detroit Pistons bullied the Bulls all those years? Did he just give up and go to the, the Pistons? Okay, I'm, I'm just an old fighty-duddy. I'm a bitter old man, you know. I don't understand how things work today on the, in, the, in the Twitter age, you know. Uh, <laughs> you got my Samsung right here, you know. Uh, oh, Kevin Durant's going to the Warriors. We got to support that guy, you know. I don't think so. I'm not supporting anything. Screw the Warriors. And you know what? I have a feeling they're... Maybe, maybe they'll squeak out one championship with this group. But that's it. They're only going to get one. And I mean absolute, positive tops they're going to get two. If you think for one second this team is going to win the next five, six, seven championships, a la LeBron James, it's going to turn out the same way. Maximum of two championships. And I mean absolute, squeeze the last drip of blood out maximum of two championships for the Golden State Warriors with this roster. So there you go. There you go. Was that good enough for you? Did you hate it? I know Hank is just, he just hates me right now when I talk about the Warriors. But here's the thing. It's not just Kevin Durant looking bad. The Warriors look bad too. You won 73 games. Did the Bulls lose to the Seattle Supersonics in the NBA Finals? And then, and then did they bring in, uh, I'm trying to think of who would fit in that. Uh, okay. Uh, it would did they bring in Alonzo Mourning, you know, the team they beat in the conference finals that year? You know, did, did they have to do that? Did they, did they lose in the finals to the Sonics? And, oh, we need Alonzo Mourning, man. Super team. Alonzo Mourning, you know, at age whatever he was, he must have been only 27 or something at the time, circa 96. Did they do that? Did they? Oh, no, they didn't even lose to the Celtics at all, did they? They just brought in super old veteran centers to help them out. That's what they did. They brought in Robert Bleepin Parrish. They brought in uh, uh, Bison Dele, I believe is his name. Brian Williams to help out a bit. Back up Luke Longley. You know, guys like that. Bison Dele. Yeah, that name. Brian Williams, but changed to a French name. God rest his soul. I don't think he's still with us anymore, unfortunately. Uh, so there you go. Um, you know, is that point taken? Did I not make a good point there? Or am I just a blithering idiot? Go ahead and, and take me on on Facebook. Call into the show, 209-736-7877, locally in Minnesota or anywhere in the United States. Probably even Canada, you could call it, eh? Canada, as I talked in a Canadian accent a few minutes ago. I don't even know what brought that up, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just the way I roll, I guess. Um, or if you're international, use the sound recorder on your cell phone or smart device, whatever the hell it is. And, e- and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com paladinolive at yahoo.com and I'll upload it onto the show those out there, those out there New Zealand, Australia maybe it's Canada too uh, anywhere, China, wherever the heck you're from <laughs> God bless you, wherever you're from by the way, thank you so much for listening to the show 
Uh, one other name, one of my favorite players of all time, even though he hasn't been that great lately, but he, he was good last year. He, he had to be. He uh, had the Heat uh, playing well. Is leaving the Heat. That guy's name is D. Wayne Wade. He's going home to the Chicago Bulls, just like uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Randy Foy is going back to New Jersey. Wade is going home to the Chicago Bulls, along with uh, Rajon Rondo. That's nice. And they're keeping Jimmy Butler, most likely. That's a nice trio. I actually like that team. They're not that old, and, well, Wade's getting old. Rondo's not that old, and, of course, uh, Butler is pretty young still, kind of in his mid to upper 20s, strong performer out there. So nothing wrong with that. I kind of like that team, and they'll make things interesting with Cleveland at the very least, I got to think. I got to think. I think Boston's going to make things very interesting. Cleveland, Boston, Chicago, that's fun. And if you, oh, if you hate the East equally, well, good for you. You're missing out on half the league. I mean, that's great. I hate the West equally, frankly, because I think they're rivals to the Timberwolves. Maybe not rivals, but they're 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 blocks. They're in the way. I want to beat everybody in the West. I, I consider them enemies for the most part. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki staying with Dallas. Yeah, I'm kind of still bouncing into the free agency, so please uh, hang in there with me. I apologize if it's driving you crazy. Uh, the Wolves declined the option on Rudej, unfortunately for him. God bless him. He had a nice jump shot, but uh, unfortunately. No, Josh Smith's still a free agent. That's interesting. Ish Smith is going to Detroit. Remember Ish Smith, who emerged? Strong uh, performer for the uh, Sixers last year. And now he's going to the Pistons. Nice signing for uh, the Detroit Pistons, by the way. Um, I, I like the Milwaukee Bucks offseason. They've signed some solid players. Nothing spectacular. Jared Sellinger, that's another interesting notable. Going to the Raptors. Leaving Boston for the Raptors. So they did lose Sellinger in the acquisition of Al Horford, but it's, it's an upgrade regardless how you look at it. Very, uh, very, very Zhao. Very how. Very with the, 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 the Warriors. That's good for him, I suppose. Villanueva is a free agent. Woo! No. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Is there any other major one out here that I'm missing? There probably is. It's just might as well mention it. Gary Neal's still a free agent. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Thibs wants a guy like that on the roster. But I don't know. Who am I to even say at this stage? I'm surprised Gary Neal's a free agent still, actually. Andre Miller's still a free agent. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, God bless him, though. He performed strongly, and O.J. Mayo's out for like a year or two with the Drug, but yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't even go further on that one. Ty Lawson's still out there, believe it or not. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Brandon Jennings wind up signing with the Knicks. That's who a lot of people wanted in the first place in that draft, the 09 draft. Brandon Jennings to the Knicks. A lot of us thought he was going there, and they took Jordan Hill. So now Jennings is going to the Knicks. Congratulations to him, ultimately, and congratulations to the Knicks in that sense. If uh, Mr. Carmelo Anthony, Mr. The guy I used to call L old NBA Jam shows up and plays this year. Knicks might have a shot at at least making the playoffs in the in the lower uh, brackets in the Eastern Conference and uh, you know, good luck to him there. And if I'm forgetting somebody, I do apologize. Of course, Kobe Bryant retired. We talked about that extensively in the past. Ooh, Aaron Brooks, the Wolves killer. That, that son of a biscuit. He's, he's mostly just because of the Wolves that I mentioned, Eric Brooks. This guy can just torch us on occasion. He's going to the Pacers, so watch out for that when the Wolves play the Pacers. That guy drives me nuts. Uh, and if the Wolves are looking for a veteran guard, Steve Blake is still available. He's 36, though. Damn, I didn't realize that he was that old. 
Uh, so we'll leave that alone for no guys. We're going to leave that one alone at this stage. It's been, uh, oh, and Baysmore, another guy the Wolves were hoping to look at. Well, some people were hoping they would get. Uh, it's going to stay with the Atlanta Hawks. Good for him there. We're not going to even worry about it. Ah, man, there was another one, Schrader. Well, people were thinking about the Wolves trading for Schrader, but that obviously was not the case. But the Pacers made that uh, big acquisition of uh, of uh, Jeff Teague. That's what it was. The Pacers, yeah, really nice moves there. Jeff Teague going to the Pacers, and so now Schrader's, it's his job to lose for the Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Lance Stevenson is another name out there, but... I don't know. There's a reason why people are passing on him and such. He's a talented guy, but he's a nut job. He's an idiot. And uh, there was talk that the Wolves might might kick the tires on him. And then it's like, eh. So, I don't know. We'll just see what happens with that. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, he, he may have just knuckleheaded himself out of the league. Which is quite a shame, because he's only 25 years old and talented as heck. Talented enough to frustrate LeBron James, but... It is what it is. So we'll leave that alone. I've kind of been dragging this really long, so I apologize for that. We'll take a break, come back, fan interaction, call it a wrap for a little while here. back here on Timberwolves Explosion. It is time for the fan interaction. So again, just a two-segment show. We'll pick up where we left off on Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Remember the call-in line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. And the Twitter account is at Wolves Explosion. But i get to that in a second. Uh, all the information will be and is in the description uh, bar, the description seg- section, whatever you want to call it on iTunes, Stitcher, thesportstuff.com, all that good stuff. Joseph Phillips out of Australia says, now it's usually comments on the previous show, episode number 174, so this one's a minor uh, milestone, 175, so it's kind of like a gold-plated silver episode, I don't know what the hell to call it. <laughs> uh, as Joseph Phillips says, thanks Joey, that was a, that was... That was one long episode, but also probably my favorite for the past season. I'll put some comments up on the user post related to my thoughts. So, see, everybody's different. Like, Hank didn't like how I talked about maybe the war, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers too much, but his rooting interest was going in the other direction. If you can get my drift, that might be what he didn't like. And you know what? That's the name of the game. If you don't agree with everything I say, that's the name of the game. It is. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean... You can disagree. I can disagree. That's that's <laughs> nature of the beast, my friend. The nature of the beast. But uh, thank you very much, Joe, for that. And he was mentioning how he would put uh, put some comments up uh, on the user posts related to my thoughts. I hope he did. See, it's like it's been so long, and I do apologize that it has been so long. I wanted to record maybe at least two weeks ago. I started to get kind of sick a bit, that type of thing. And uh, I don't know, just... Things came up, all that. You know, just it's little stuff, though. It's nothing bad. Uh, Cole Aldrich agreeing to the three year contract. Let's see some comments on there. Tanae Brown says that contract is a steal with all the others that are happening. And of course, Tanae out of New Zealand and has posted and uh, or has sent over 
uh, audio submissions in the past and always appreciate them and more than welcome. I mean, you can send one every week if you want, Tene, and I would play all of them on the show, as long as they're not like 20 minutes each or something. But <laughs> And you know, if there's ever a time, you know, like a State of the Timberwolves would have been the kind of show where, it, you know what, it would have been okay to have like a nice, uh, really long one, like five to ten plus minutes, even 20 minutes type of deal if it's kind of like a little segment, like your own little personal segment. But uh, yeah, um, Tanae's kind of in an exclusive group. Him and like Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, those are three guys that I would consider like in an exclusive group. But for the for the majority of you out there, I mean, you know, one to two minutes, that type of thing. All right. Uh, Tanae continuing, I was saying, yeah, it's really not a bad contract. And Tanae is saying, I would have liked to have been able to get Powell on a two-year deal or something, but he's after 18 to 22 a year. That's too much. And I think Ulrich at this price was a good move. We just need some wing shooting now. And, yep, um, Wolves still haven't really gone after a wing. And they were trying to get Luol Deng. I'm glad the Wolves didn't sign Luol Deng. Uh, he's hurt. He's always hurt, man. And you know what? He's broken down now. He's broken down. He averaged only 12 points a game with the Heat last year. He's not the same guy anymore. I mean, he's been hurt so many times. You almost forgot who he was with the Bulls years ago. Luol Deng. No. I mean, go Lakers. You know what I mean? Go Lakers. <laughs> and it's going to be a perfect segue for what I'm about to get to. Very different topic coming up here in a second. But, uh, I mean, Lakers made some interesting moves. Not the best in the world. But it'll be nice to see them be a little more competitive again. And I would like to revive Showtime and T-Wolves. But... I don't know, it might be difficult. Uh, Vince is busy, I'm busy, that type of thing. And I really miss doing that show with him, man. And maybe he'll just have to pop on this one from time to time. That might be where things go. It's not because I can't do it. I, I can do the show off and on. But Vince is uh, Vince is tied down a bit right now. Uh, I'm not going to get too far into it. I really shouldn't. It's not, not polite of me to do that. Um, but hopefully we'll be hearing the... The, the courtside podcast again that one's really been on the back burner of late for those guys and it, it, it's a shame um, it, it happens it's understandable but it's still sad I mean I'm a big fan of that show okay speaking of the Lakers Minneapolis Lakers John Kundla you know do you understand who John Kundla is the head coach of the Lakers the Minneapolis Lakers the ones that played in the 40s and 50s yeah how about this how about this he's still alive yeah He's still alive, and he turned 100 years old in, in early July, uh, just on July 3rd, the day before July 4th. 100 years old. And the general manager of the Minneapolis Lakers, you know who that was? It's Sid Hartman. Yeah. You know Sid Hartman? Well, you know, the, the guy's a genius. Uh, okay, I, I get, man, I'm good at imitating people most of the time, but I got to detract this of that one. But uh, they're both still alive. How about that? How about that? Th- that is insane. They're still living. John Cunla's now turned 100 years old. Still, he was on the air, and WCCO was the Sid and Dave show uh, on Sunday mornings. I just podcast it because I don't really listen to radio live that much. I'd rather just podcast it. You fill in the blanks as to why. It's just whatever. Uh, but h- how cool is that? Celebrating his 100th birthday. I mean, God bless you, John Cunla. And live another hundred, right? You know, I believe Vince is the one commenting on there. And yep, he says, that's awesome. Here's to another 100, coach. I mean, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Vince Germano. Yes, sir. Uh, the Minneapolis Lakers are like the perfect match for Vince Germano because he likes the Timberwolves and he's been a Laker fan forever. So there you go. <laughs> John Conley. I mean, so cool. So there you go. Uh, definitely an underdog tale, too. Uh, I mean, he was, he was the Gophers coach in the 70s. I mean, think of how long Sid Harpin, at age 96, has known John Conley. You know how you live your life, you know? Sid Harpin, 
he's been through a couple of wives. It's just that's how some people's lives go. They, you know, they things don't work out sometimes. Think of how long Sid Hartman has known John Kundla. I mean, think about that type of relationship. I mean, both of them make it to either. Well, at this point, Kundla has made it to the century mark, and Sid Hartman's got under four years remaining to get to the the century mark. I mean, and 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 they knew each other when they were in their upper thirties at, at the very least. I mean, that that is insane. That's incredible. That's like you know, like World War veterans, basically, if they're still living and they still knew they knew each other back in the day. It's pretty amazing. Um, of course, the war much more important than the Minneapolis Lakers, but five championships in Minneapolis. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story right there. And, you know, I, I just, I'm giving like a, I'm giving a sitting ovation right now. So, <laughs> so I can't say as sure as I'm standing here, it's as I'm sure as I'm sitting here. Uh, I was posting on Facebook, trying hopefully to generate some type of a conversation. It generated a little bit. And I was saying my official Timberwolves explosion thoughts on the Durant situation you don't really get much closer than OKC did, and then the bastard turncoats them. Total dick move. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, I mean, what he did was not cool. Not cool. I mean, you know, I mean, that, that <laughs> uh, I already talked about it in segment one. Let's move. Danae Brown says the NBA seems soft compared to what it was. Superstars just going to join other superstars to win. I thought the Golden State Warriors and OKC were forming a nice rivalry. It had just freaking started, too. Doesn't that just drive you nuts, Danae? You know, just drives you nuts. Come on. And he says, but nope, just taking the easy way out. And I mean really, 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 really easy way. Uh, Russell, Rusty Bennett, the, the host and creator of the course of the crossover podcast, also in Australia, like like Hank. Uh, also, like, you know, I mean, Hank in terms of the same city in Australia, Sydney, Australia, uh, thought it, it's, it's just a very, very sad day for the NBA. Uh, I wish he posted it on here, but he, me and him were having a conversation briefly. Very sad day for the league. Very, very sad day indeed. And I was saying it's a complete travesty. I really, really, this is a really bad day for the NBA. And I was saying the same thing as uh, uh, Rusty at the time. Joseph Phillips says, can I put a different angle on this, Joey? Have a look at this page, the salary cap. Look at the increase from year to year. It's well above the uh, CPI, which should be, what, 2%. These rises are closer to 20%. Then let's look at the season, the reason for those big jumps. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's mostly, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, the big contract. I found a nice summary of the two, the SB Nation, and, yeah, the ridiculous signings. He said the article actually references Durant as the example. Yep, so a very interesting read and worthy of checking it out. I can't get into it right now because I'd probably take too long. And plus, I mean, it's better if you look at it yourself rather than I just sit there and describe it all. Uh, but very interesting indeed. Um, I, I remember sitting and looking at that for a while uh, back when it was posted on here. Uh, I was saying your thoughts on, uh, I was posting, asking people for their thoughts on the Jordan Hill signing, two years, eight million. TJ Hollis says ridiculously cheap. Yep, TJ Hollis is out of Australia. He says, as in the players' union should be putting in a complaint levels of cheap. <laughs> yeah, considering the new contract. Uh, yeah, the new TV contract. It's crazy. Um, crazy indeed. Uh, Brett Walters out of St. Louis Park. Yep, he's been a loyal listener for a while. It's nice. I mean, he he pops in from time to time. Really appreciate you, buddy. You know, he should call in sometime or just keep posting at the very least. It's nice to hear from him. I mean, because he he'd been posting a while, and uh, he says there's a five man rotation up front now, not including KG Peck or Payne, and that that's telling, isn't it? That that tells you something about KG Peck and Payne. Um, 
Payne is still on the roster at the moment, and he is a team option in the next season, which tells you he's going to be optioned out next year. KG, Kevin Garnett, 40 years old, $8 million. He'll be an $8 million uh, sage, I guess, I suppose. He'll have, his, he'll have his cane, and he'll be sitting at the top of the mountain. He won't be participating in the battles very much, I can't imagine. And Pekovic, uh, well, uh, no, I, I don't think he'll be playing much either. Um, it was nice, though, how he took a lot of pressure off of... Uh, when, when he did when he was in there, did you see how much freedom Carl had out there? Did you see how quick he was and how many shots and re- he was blocking and how many rebounds he was getting? That's what, that's where Peck's value came in in a big way. And it really freed up Carl to play power forward and just fly out there all over the place. Now, I don't want Carl, Carl to be just a power forward, but just on, on occasion, you know, it's pretty impressive, actually. So it wasn't so much as what Pekovich can do on the scoreboard, it's what he can do off the scoreboard and help other players in that sense. So I, that's where Peck's value is at this stage in his career, but the son of a gun can't stay healthy. He just can't. Uh, Sarah Maddell joined. Very cool. Just like uh, Jim Maddell, who is uh, the host, or the host, the creator of one of the big, big, big Minnesota Wild pages out there. I should uh, affiliate with him, with Brave the Wild. I believe he knows about the show. I don't know. I'm not that important, but his page is important. He's got like 2,500 members, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to affiliate with him. <laughs> if he's listening right now, that's a little wink-wink, a little bat signal to you right there. But Sarah Maddell, very nice to have her on board. Um, considering some of the some of the poor treatment some of the other pages have been giving certain people out there. I, I, it's not the pages, though. It's certain individuals. The pages are okay. The individuals, certain individuals aren't okay, and it can drive you crazy. Um... I do want to give a shout-out to Flip's Army, though, and, and Trevor out there. Uh, what, what a great guy, and I, I really appreciate him very much. So uh, he's, he's a really nice guy. Not, I mean, not, not everybody on every page is nice. There's always going to be some trolls out there or some know-it-alls or some Kool-Aid drinkers. That's the difficulty you got to fight through. I mean, it's not easy. It really isn't. Uh, Tanay was saying, is this a mistake? Nothing on Twitter about it. It was saying Paul Gasol agrees with the Timberwolves. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That actually was happening at the time. And that's the only visitor. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, No, it is the only one. Doggone it. Oh, no, these are from a little while ago. I'll back up a bit. What the... Because I posted, I've got to remember now, real quick, when I posted the last uh, Timberwolves explosion, so I make sure I get everybody in here. 28th, so, so, okay, sorry, that's a funny Canadian inside joke there. So June 30th, I can read them. I'll read Hanks from the 25th, 28th. Serious question for the next show, is Peck still alive? No. No, he's, no, he, yeah, he's still alive, but I doubt he's going to be playing a whole lot. As a player, probably not. Hank is saying, man, at least last season... Man, last season he was just dead. Did he even play any minutes? Wolves need to unload that dead weight and move on, move that contract on. Now, as Hank was saying, dead weight, that's the thing. He was good at being dead weight on the court when he did play those few games because what was I talking about a minute ago? So, yes, the answer is yes, he did play a few minutes and it freed up Carl Anthony Towns to, to, to just go ape crap. I mean, he was shooting threes. He was dunking like crazy. He was getting a lot of rebounds and he's blocking shots. He was playing a lot of weak side defense because Peck is a strong side guy. Uh, it was cool to see for the short time, but literally that dead weight was dead weight to the other team as well. Uh, he was like an ankle weight on the other team's uh, big men down low, and it really freed up Carl in a big way. So there you go. Here we go. Now Joseph Phillips it did comment after all. So do it. Do it. He says, uh, Joey, I haven't followed. And so for any of you out there thinking I'm all about myself, have you listened to my show? Does this sound like I'm all about myself? 
So I'm proud, I apologize for mentioning it. Maybe that makes it look like it. I love having as many listeners commenting as much as possible. I mean, I'm, you know, you guys are just wonderful to have on here. He says, Joey, I haven't followed the NBA for long. I don't know basketball uh, intimately like yourself and some of the other listeners. I will say this, though, about the finals. LeBron and Irving were pissed. It was like Steph had spent the night with LeBron's sister at LeBron's sister's place or Thompson had offered uh, had a friend in Irving's mum. It was about family. I never knew the famous Bulls team, but I can't believe they would have been childish and immature like Curry, his wife, and the team were. Yep, I find it very sad that the little temper tantrums and outbursts will be lost in the history in comparing the two teams. I I appreciated the changing of the guard when Golden State won the championship last year, but after this final series, I hope they never win another series for another 50 years. (laughs) Amen, hallelujah. Amen. That was so good, I can't even tell you. Yeah, I mean, I agree with every little, every little minor detail you mentioned there. Every single one of the, every big and minor detail you mentioned in that thing. I mean, it, it, it's it's true. The the Warriors are very immature, and it drives me nuts. Hank McCoy just gets pissed off when I say that, but that's because he likes the Warriors because of the the style. He likes the run and gun style, launching threes and such. I'm okay with it. I, I mean, in, in the success side, sure, but act act a little better, you know. I mean, I, I don't like the way some, 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 and I, I, I don't, I'm not going to bash the whole generation, but some of this generation are a lot more childish than previous generations, and it bugs me. And you know what? The next generation will probably be even worse. God bless us all. God help us all coming into that one. But that's how it is. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody's less and less mature than the previous generation. That's just a sad fact, I have to tell you. Regardless how sophisticated we all think we are with our iPads and iPhones and God bless, you know, <laughs> and Androids and Samsung. But, uh, no, um, you know, the Warriors had it coming. The Warriors had it coming because all the arrogance during the season, and not, and I don't mean that they were arrogant all the time, but how disrespectful they were specifically to the Cleveland Cavaliers, mocking them on Christmas Day and such. Now you're kind of bringing me back to State of the Timberwolves again, that second segment. You must have liked that segment. You must have really liked it from what, uh, from what I'm reading there. That just tells me you loved it. Uh, Joe Phillips continuing saying, I only say this because I know the Wolves and your podcast have lots of Aussie listeners. The invasion of the NBA has begun and it's continuing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? And thank you so much. And every one of you in Australia, you know, I just want to give you a big, big audio hug right now. You know, just <laughs> a big podcasting radio hug. You know, thank you, every one of you. Don't you ever leave this show. Please never leave. Please never leave. Joseph continues saying, poor Rubio and Levine, they will be brought up or bought up again. Is it brought up again? And again. Yep, yep, in trade rumors. From now till the beginning of next season. Probably feel more for Zach. Yeah, you feel bad for them. Yeah. Um, Zach Levine most likely will be on this team. He's a, the one guy on the roster I'm a little bit worried about with the immature behavior. Now, here we go. Here comes the Kool-Aid drinkers on those pages that Get offended really easy. I'm a little bit worried about him in that area. Andrew, I'm not worried. Carl, I'm not worried. Rubio, I've never been worried about that. Dunn seems a lot more mature and steady. Zach, you know, I love him as a player. He's he's, he's athleticism, uh, the catch and shoot. I don't love some of the dumb shots. But some of the immaturity that I see out of him on occasion, on occasion, it's not that bad yet. But just certain little things that, that bug me a little bit. I hope he's going to tone it down. I really pray to God he will. Um, 
why you need to tweet out pictures of your car with you like on it. Why? We all know you have money. We're happy for you. You know, I mean, why? It's just kind of silly. Just let let it go, dude. Let it go. You know, I mean, we we don't need to. We we don't care for one. Um, we're we're happy for you. You know, we we know you have money. That's that's great. <laughs> so it's just little things. I know it's not it's not important. I I get it. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burn his jersey. I'm not gonna say trade him. I just hope this isn't getting in another range. And some of the, the you know some of the stupid shots he takes kind of show a little bit of that immaturity. I'm believing that Zach is coming around and his workout regimen during this off season is not him sitting on his car and, and uh, acting silly, uh, making everybody know that he has to, uh, we all have to see his car. You know, like that's really important. So I, I don't, I, I never really knew many of the, the, the Michael Jordans of the world having to do that. I never saw Kobe do it that I know of. So just, just not necessary. Hopefully that's just a one-time thing. Maybe somebody kind of told him cease and desist a little bit. And um, that would be my advice as well if I knew him. But, Oh well, whatever. Good on you. Keep working on that catch and shoot. Keep pulling. Keep doing that football workout that he's doing, where he's pushing and pulling type of stuff. He's going to be a hell of a player if he keeps it up. I still think Andrew Wiggins has the better future. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is a full tool player in this league. I mean, he is going to be a spectacular player. Levine has the ability though to put in thirty points and then get hot in the fourth quarter and such. Uh, Wiggins, I think, is that next step. Who knows what'll happen? I mean, not everybody stays together. Sometimes you can't afford to keep all three guys. Who knows what the future holds? But at least two of these three guys better stay around. And, you know, ho- hopefully Zach is able to stay around as well. But I do think Wiggins and Carl are the two that will stay for sure. And then Zach will, maybe it's an 80% chance he stays, where the other two it's like closer to 100, that type of thing. Uh, Carl and Andrew, so there you go. You get the idea of hitting the century mark here, or excuse me, the one hour mark. That ain't no century. Uh, so let's let's call it a day here. Um, I'm kind of running it long, and again, I'm not ripping Zach Levine. I'm not ripping Zach Levine. I don't want him off the team. Just little teeny things about him bug me a teeny tiny, teensy weensy bit, and I'll leave it at that. I mean, I'm not going to rip him all year, but don't think that I'm one of those guys that's going to be a hypocrite and say, "Oh, he's on the Wolves, I like him. Oh, he's on the Warriors, I hate him." No, I when I dislike something about somebody, I dislike something about somebody, and I'm going to tell you about it. So there you go. There it is. I don't care if he plays for the Wolves or the Warriors. <laughs> you know, even if I hate the Warriors and love the Wolves, I'm still going to give you the same ana- analysis to the best of my ability. Well, I am not a Kool-Aid drinker. And those of you that are, put it down, put it away, and, you know, let's, let's just be honest with ourselves. With that, let's call it a show. Thanks again for listening. Please do tell your friends about the show. Rate Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes. And don't forget to call in one way or the other via the phone line or the uh, emailing in an audio submission. You heard how to do it, and it's in the uh, show description. Do check it out. Rock and roll. Thank you all very much. Please like the Facebook page. Please follow the Twitter account at Wolves Explosion. By the way, I almost forgot. Brett Walters did mention... Uh, did did follow Timberwolves Explosion recently because he was mostly on Facebook instead. He posted that the Timberwolves had been calling on free agent Jamal Crawford and such, and that was about a month ago. Uh, I, it's because I'm, I, you know, I hadn't recorded the show for quite a while, but I really appreciate Brett doing that. Please uh, keep keep posting or keep keep uh, tweeting. You're very very welcome to do that. It's very thank you very much for following. 
and you will be always mentioned on air. So God bless you. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Brandon out there as well, who's been a lo- really loyal listener. Um, I was telling him thank you for, you know, I gave him a happy birthday and all that and telling him thank you for being a loyal listener and such. And I, I was listening back to a show like over three years ago and his name was brought up on the Facebook page. It just shows you he's been around a while. So thank you again, Brandon, here in Minnesota. God bless you. And again, another belated happy birthday to you. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'll let you go. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. And we'll be back in a few weeks, maybe a month tops, but hopefully less than that. 